0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to your Heart in the Paint podcast, the NBA podcast, where we talk about the NBA and nothing but the NBA because that's our favorite sport. I'm your host, Matt, again joined by Michael today on this wonderful July 8th. Hope you guys had a fantastic July 4th weekend. Uh, Big news dropped, uh, as Michael predicted, Friday at midnight. Kawhi Leonard made his decision, as well as the chain of events that responded to the last dominoes falling in the league, as well as a couple summer league shenanigans happened since the last time we spoke, and um, boy, does the NBA look fun next year. But before we get into any of that and all of our highlights, analysis, and reactions, I would just like to give a special shout out to our sponsor for this episode, and that is snapple the all-natural tea based beverage made from the best stuff on earth so you might uh enjoy snapple in a variety of flavors my personal favorite is the half and half flavor which is a uh, half black tea half lemonade um absolutely fantastic you know my favorite part about snapple is uh, not only is it refreshing cold on a nice hot days like these past couple days but you also get a fun fact in the top of the cu- uh, in the the top of the, uh, cap when you pop that lid. And a real fact for today's episode is penguins have an organ above their eyes that converts seawater to freshwater. You can get all the real facts at Snapple.com as well as a discount code for your next order. So thank you to Snapple for sponsoring this episode. And you know, a great place to enjoy Snapple is the wonderful beaches of Los Angeles. And our... First guest on the podcast, Kawhi Leonard, wants to enjoy some snapples on Venice Beach himself. <laughs> that was that was actually uh, Kawhi recorded that laugh just for this episode. Uh, we were lucky enough to find him in public. Uh, but little did we know that he would bring a friend along with him, making his own dynamic duo, which seems to be the face of the league now, as a bunch of dynamic duos. Uh, He somehow swiped Paul George off of Oklahoma City in exchange for like five first round picks for the next year. Um, So let's just start with the Clippers right now before we even talk about the Thunder at all. So the Clippers right now, uh, people basically have as the favorites in the West and their team's actually super deep and is pretty good on paper and isn't really breaking the budget either so so run us through this clippers team michael what the heck well like this is just monumental what just happened here last week
1: yeah Kawhi playing this very close to the chest um i mean i don't think it's surprised that he went to the clippers i think it's surprising that this fucking trade happened uh but now they're basically stacked at the uh small forward position uh, they still have Pat Beverly, Lou Williams, Harold. Uh, missing a big guy, Zubac. Zubac. How can I forget about Zubac? Yeah. Uh, they'll probably pick up a few other guys, maybe like a Colt Corver or something who was waived by the Suns. Uh, they really only lost SGA and I mean their their future like picks for the next like decade. But uh, I think they even kept Shamet
0: out of this too. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So.
1: Very uh, interesting that they managed to both keep their depth, which was kind of what made them interesting, and then also tack on uh, two guys who have been in the MVP conversation recently.
0: Not only that, but uh, these are two guys that have been perennially in the two-way player conversation. I mean, both of these guys averaged two steals last season, which is... Uh, pretty pretty crazy. I mean, that's defensive player of the year numbers. Uh, let alone Paul George being kind of in that MVP conversation a little bit last year. Um, so this is pretty crazy when you think about what their starting lineup could be. Right now, I think it's like Beverly, uh, Shamit, Paul George, Kawhi, and zuboch, which is. Pretty solid. Like I mean, that's that's like a contending starting lineup, and then you got to think off the bench. You've got you know the double the, the best six and a half men pair in the league, and Mo Harkless, who is a starter on any other team in the league. Uh, I mean, that that just seems like winning basketball. I mean, I'm not sure. And there's so many ways you can tinker with that lineup to fit whatever matchup you might be a part of. I mean, I just, I, th- this is an incredible. I mean, this is obviously the best Clippers team in league history. It, I mean, I, I've i got all this old Clippers gear I'm going to have to bust out of the closet and just not look like a bandwagon fan at this point.
1: I don't know so far to call it the greatest Clippers team. I think 2015 was still a very good Clippers team. And that one actually had aspirations for winning the finals. I know this one does too, but this one hasn't even played together. and. We haven't really seen Paul George do anything. I guess his business in OKC is finished, Um, even though last year he obviously proclaimed at the beginning of free agency, you know, me and Russ have unfinished business here, and I'll be here. Yeah. (laughs) I guess he was just fucking lying through his teeth. Um, Kawhi with basically the LeBron James textbook move of LeBron James power moves.
0: Okay, so a lot of people have been saying Kawhi is like the biggest mastermind of free agency this year. Like he's, it's
1: very LeBron-esque.
0: He's waited he out the LeBron storm. He, he baited like, three he got, teams. Got there. Yeah. Waited for that. Waited for the draft. Waited for that memo to go out that didn't mention Wiggins. This this is, this reminds me of that year a lot. Boy, oh
1: boy, I just. How shocked were you when this happened? That it was Paul George, also heading over. Did not see this one coming at all.
0: No, I mean, I think everybody thought he was locked in. I mean, he had such a big, he has such a big contract, and he said he was going to reup, and then Russ re-upped af- right afterwards, and it looked like, you know, this team was kind of ready to run it back. I mean, we had them, you know, in sort of that dark horse role last year of maybe beating the Warriors. At some point.
1: Yeah, but then Damian Lillard decides to I guess actually Damian Lillard should get a lot of credit for killing this franchise.
0: Yeah, the next the next dynasty killer, Dame Lillard, I mean wow. I, that's his list
1: of uh nicknames, man.
0: So I, I think it's important to mention here that to get Paula George, the Clippers basically gave up five first round picks for the foreseeable future. Uh so it's Yeah,
1: they basically won up the Anthony Davis trade.
0: Yeah, which is even crazier considering I think we all, we both have Anthony Davis above Paul George in like our sort of top player rankings right now. So yeah, um, maybe you're overpaying, but at the same time, this is part of, you know, if you're uh, doc or, or Steve Ballmer on the phone and Kawhi calls you up and says, Hey, I'm only going to come there. If you get me a Paul George as well. I mean, then this is basically five first round picks and a player for Kawhi and Paul George, which is actually a steal then in in most people's opinions.
1: Yeah, talk about a really quick rebuild, right? I mean, two years ago, they, they traded away CB3. And then last year, obviously, was the uh, Blake as a lifelong clipper. Wait, let's flip on that type thing. So that's been only one year. So within yeah. two years, Jerry West, Doc Rivers, and Steve Ballmer managed to, uh, Lawrence Frank have been able to... I mean... Theoretically, this title window for this team is pretty much the same as the Lakers. Um, Probably about the same as Brooklyn. Probably even a little wider than Houston and maybe Golden State.
0: Yeah, let alone, I mean, if we think about the Clippers last week, you know, what was their aspirations for the upcoming year? You know, assuming, let's just assume nobody moved and nobody came to the Clippers' land, it'd be like, all right, we're going to be that sort of meddling eighth seed again that is sort of the underdog role, you know, strength in numbers kind of team, doing a lot, being really smart with a lot of individually unique players that aren't superstar level. Um, so this is a dramatic reversal to their fortunes in the next year. Um, I guess this is. Also, maybe the better version for what could have happened to Toronto. I mean, if we think about, let's put the Anthony Davis trade in perspective here. Uh, you know, he could have walked in free agency and the Pelicans could have gotten nothing for him, or even Kevin Durant in that regard. And uh, Toronto, you know, there's a, there's a, a a reasonable probability that they sign and trade him away to make some deal happen where they get picks in return or something like that. And this sort of Kawhi move is maybe good for both teams in a sense. I mean, Toronto's not bad right now. Uh, They have, you know, Siakam to sort of carry the torch, right? (laughs) Like it could have been a lot worse for Toronto is what I'm saying.
1: I don't know. Because the team that they're stuck with is now Kyle Lowry, Mark Gasol. It's kind of old. Like, it, it, it kind of looks kind of old really quickly once Kawhi leaves and Danny well, uh, Green yeah,
0: Danny Green's also left, which is something we'll get to later with the Lakers' response. But uh, I think it's also important to mention that OKC now, being on... Well, before we get to OKC, let's mention here in regards to what happened to Paul George this year so end of last year of course he had uh shoulder surgery looks pretty good through the start of this year has some ebbs and flows with aches and pains here and there uh really starts to break out in that sort of february timeline right on all-star break where we're like okay maybe he's maybe he's in that mvp conversation and then utter collapse at the end of the season looks like he's playing on a torn rotator cuff and it's been very quiet from his camp in terms of what kind of surgeries he's maybe been having done on the off season. And, I mean, when we just look through this guy's injury history, as well as Kawhi's, uh, you know, he, he was seen limping a lot in the sort of uh, post-championship parade and those kinds of things. I don't think it's, uh, you know, due diligence would have me suggest that both these players have a little bit of injury problems. I mean Paul George obviously being more impacted by it, but I maybe it's a small chance that both of these guys get injured at the same time and this team has a almost quintessential typical Clippers collapse in the playoffs. Um
1: Clippers curse. Yeah. The Chris Kamen curse.
0: The Chris Kamen, you know, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin curse. I mean I I don't wanna I don't wanna you know I'm gonna knock on wood, but like I'm just saying there's a there's a risk with both of these players that maybe you wouldn't have with you know LeBron James or some of these other really big free agents.
1: I guess, but the only actual players that I can think of who are like MVP level who do not have a a his, you know, history of injury is LeBron and Giannis. Everybody else it has had recent injuries: Anthony Davis, Kawhi, Paul George, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, obviously James Harden, CP3, Steph, Clay. I mean, Jimmy,
0: Embiid. No, and I, I totally agree. I mean, this is you got to shoot this shot. I mean, Kawhi calls you up on the phone. who You'd be so dumb to say no. I mean, this is what the Knicks did with Kevin Durant. And everyone's laughing at them now. So, I mean, it's totally worth it. I'm just saying that you know. Maybe there's a two percent chance that the Clippers curse is real next year. You know, I, I I don't want it to happen, but I'm just saying there there's you know a little bit there. Um, so let's let's hop into OKC, Michael. So what is OKC's mindset? You know, at midnight on Friday when this all this goes down.
1: Hey, what can we get for Russell Westbrook now? Yeah, <laughs> definitely cash that on in So. That is their number one priority. They
0: have been making plenty of
1: moves now. Steve Adams, him. um, Schroeder. I don't even know if there's a market for Schroeder, but Schroeder. I think they have a Morris twin. uh, Jeremy Grant, they just basically gave away to Denver. Yeah,
0: Uh, I was about to say that. So it's
1: all about the Westbrook trades. And, I mean, Westbrook... The only team I can really think of is Miami. But they're so fucked on cap that it just wouldn't work out. Um...
0: This is an interesting turn of events, right? Mr. Triple Double. So so let's talk about OKC for a second. So OKC's sort of summation of their last two years, right? We We refueled this Kevin Durant escapade with Paul George. We maybe retooled the team a little bit, you know, tweak some knobs on the rest of the players. You know, we tried the Carmelo thing. It didn't work out. We did the Dennis Schroeder pivot and it worked out. Okay. It seemed, uh, however, their results in the postseason season have been pretty lackluster. Um, you know, to... I mean,
1: three wins in the playoffs over two years. And this is for a team that for the past decade has been basically in the NBA finals conversation I mean this is actually the first time that Oklahoma City as Oklahoma City not Seattle will undergo a rebuild
0: yes exactly and and so I think it's maybe it's important to consider the fact that maybe they were already thinking about this a little bit maybe they were like hey we've kind of maxed out all of our resources you know we, we signed these mega deals to Westbrook and George and Steven Adams and you know we tried the Carmelo thing it didn't work you know certainly the idea of blow it all up wasn't off their mind and i think that might have been something we suggested here with that first round exit um,
1: yeah i think they saw that they were on the quote unquote weaker side of the western conference bracket western conference bracket um and honestly if kitty goes down and oklahoma city is the one in the conference final they might be the ones looking at an nba trophy
0: yeah. I mean that's how crazy it is right now.
1: Because you could just see that Paul George and Kawhi might play each other to a standstill and then it's just who's gonna shoot worse, Kyle Lowry or Russell Westbrook and
0: Oh God. <laughs> brick after brick. <laughs> It'd be the Siakam show at that point, I think. Even though I guess Jeremy Grant wouldn't be such a bad stick on there him. There
1: you go. I mean they just they're they're built to kill Toronto. That was Raymond uh, Felton
0: versus uh Fred Van Vle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Little 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 big boy short guy. Marcus all
0: Stephen Adams, big boys. Sergio Baca rematch. <laughs> okay. The revisionist history
1: here. Two shitty coaches going at it who don't know how to manage the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so OKC at this point is now accepting all sorts of conversations and calls about Rusbrook and picks. Now looking at uh, maybe the new trust the process of the league. They've you know, got five first-rounders. They dealt their Jeremy Grant. Obviously, they need a Steven Adams unload. And uh, just on Twitter right before I was we recorded this as I was doing things around the house, I saw a three-team trade that actually works out pretty well. Uh, it involves Westbrook and Adams going to Miami, which makes a lot of sense because Jimmy needs a... Another dog with him, and they also now don't have Whiteside as a center. It has Dragic and a couple other pieces going to Dallas, which they actually need a point guard, starting point guard. Dallas? And it had OKC getting, I think, five or six role players or picks.
1: I was like... (laughs) What is Oklahoma City going to do with 22 picks for the next five
0: years? I don't know, but Philly made it work somehow. Wait, this
1: doesn't make any sense. Why... The Mavs already have a point guard.
0: His name is Luka Doncic. <laughs> All I was saying was, is the math worked out, and I was like, oh, surprise, that works, And it un- un- unloads Westbrook and Adams, which I guess would be OKC's best possible play is to unload it both of those completely guys. He
1: fucks over Miami's cap for like another decade.
0: <laughs> and the sad part is, I think we both agree that a Westbrook, Jimmy, Adams, Miami team is not Eastern oh, Conference no. contention. That's maybe second oh, round no. exit. Honestly, Westbrook
1: should go to the Knicks just so he could play against Kevin Durant,
0: just for the rivalry. Own Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah just fucking good. own
1: Kevin Durant would be amazing to watch. Just watch the city of New York embrace Russell Westbrook in the city that Durant wants to be the king of.
0: Uh, I was thinking that earlier too, like the, the ultimate spite timeline. I mean, that would just be the storylines would be too good. They would probably like burn each other's What's apartments like... down. Like, geez.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where Westbrook goes. I mean, if Popovich was staying a while, I would say the Spurs should try to like cash in a little bit and get Westbrook.
0: I would say he's an LA guy, but uh, you know, the Lakers don't need like a point up... guard apparently.
1: Yeah, LeBron's going to be playing
0: point guard, which is fucking hilarious.
1: The all six eight team, oh my god. <laughs> so, uh, Patrick Beverly, Kawhi, Paul George, it's a very good defensive team. Yes. Is there a way that the Clippers can have three guys on the first team all defense? <laughs>
0: That'd be so crazy. They'd have to average like 10 steals a game, like combined. That'd be so crazy.
1: Uh, if Kawhi wins a ring in LA, he'd be the third player to win on three different teams. And the other two guys are Robert Ori and John Sally. So, you know, suffice it to say, Kawhi would be the greatest three-time by three-team champion of all time.
0: The greatest mercenary the champion? In yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that's such a wild storyline to think of that Kawhi is like our mercenary hero i'll be sick <laughs> yeah i'd be honestly it'd be super cool
1: goes to a different team every two years
0: <laughs> i mean that's what i do in 2k every year it's like okay i win a ring with like the team i get drafted by and then i switch teams i win a ring there and i switch teams and i win, a... and it's always like some shitty team that's never won before like the clippers or the hornets or like you know orlando or something
1: So what's the uh, revisionist history on the Paul George, Oklahoma City to Indiana trade? Because obviously Paul George said he was going to go to the Lakers or he wanted to go to L.A. or something along those lines. Oklahoma City trade for him anyway. Uh, Then obviously they sign him. So things look good. And then, obviously, Toronto also does a one-year rental on Kawhi. And then both of those guys dump their respective teams and hook up together in L.A. Yeah, I don't think anybody so predicted what's the, this. <laughs> what's the revisionist history concerning the Oklahoma City-Indiana Indiana Pacers trade?
0: All right. Two years ago. So, I think the way to think about this is when OKC lost Kevin Durant, they now have gotten basically a year and a half of Paul George and five picks out of it that seems okay. pretty good on i mean paper
1: that's not bad but i mean we know how these things go with
0: storyline it's pretty rough it's a pretty rough okc life right now i mean if i was okc i'd sell all my shit and probably uh you know burn my paul george jersey but that's about it
1: do you think sam pressy's on the verge of losing his job
0: yes absolutely you know what be crazy
1: is if with all these picks he constructs like another Oklahoma City team where he drafts like Harden, Westbrook, Kevin Durant like caliber players like in consecutive drafts.
0: Yeah, or somehow uses all these picks to get Harden and Kevin Durant back on their team. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> or they all like team up in the in in uh in Nick's town, like somehow over the next three years. Like So
1: we've been joking about how uh the death of basketball in all these respective cities would eventually lead to a Seattle team. I mean, the door is wide open now for, like, Oklahoma City to go back to Seattle,
0: right? Oh, yeah. I I think if you're going to do it, it's got to be, like, next year, right? It's like, this is your last OKC team.
1: I mean, Collison retired, so what else is there to keep you in Oklahoma City?
0: If you trade away Westbrook, this has to be, like, talking point of the summer. It's like Key Arena in Seattle.
1: Oh, man. That seems pretty sick, actually. Um... So, because Kawhi ended up going to the Clippers, the Lakers, with their thirty million plus in cap space, ended up just kind of uh, divvying it up to a bunch of—I uh, don't even know how to—it's like half of the meme team from last year, and then you adding guys like Danny Green and Avery Bradley and Boogie. Yeah, I don't—I don't know if this actually fixes their shooting problem that they had last year.
0: Oh At okay. All. So it's important to recognize, as we mentioned earlier, that LeBron will be starting point guard for this team. So fully embracing the Magic Johnson role. Uh their starting lineup currently is uh LeBron, Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma, Anthony Davis, and Boogie. That is their presumed starting five.
1: So that team plays all time offense, just no defense.
0: Well, okay, okay, hold on. There's a lot of rings on that starting lineup. Let's be honest. What do you mean there's a lot of rings? You got Danny Green, you got Rondo, you got JaVale McGee, you got LeBron. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, For <laughs> if we're looking at the past you know, 15 years of basketball, I mean, there's a lot of... Uh...
1: <laughs> How surprised were you that Danny Green didn't go to the Clippers?
0: Kind of shocked, actually. I thought for sure he same was going to go with Kawhi. It must have been a money thing, I think, though. I think
1: the money. It's got to be the money.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I actually think the
1: Lakers kind of overpaid for him.
0: Oh, no, me too. <laughs> I I agree. I think they did it because, they're like, fuck, we lost out and we have all this money left.
1: Uh, the Suns waived Kyle Korver so they could target Kyle Korver. But they do need to address the shooting problem because they're just basically going to run the same problem they had last year.
0: Yeah. So on this team right now, your only knockdown three-point shooters are... Danny Green LeBron James and KCP I mean that's not good what happened (laughs) to Lance can they sign Lance back
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's a weird is Boogie or Anthony uh... Davis your
0: best three point shooter like uh (laughs)
1: It is kind of nice that they reteamed Rondo, Boogie, and Anthony Davis together. It's basically like they traded the Lakers' 2017-18 team with the Pelicans' 2017-18 team.
0: Yeah, that's like, funny how that worked the out. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. I also like Avery Bradley as a pickup here. Two years for $9 million, This is like...
1: A little George Hill kind yeah,
0: of... Yeah, it's like, it's like mid-season Rodney Hood pickup deal. If it, it feels like that to me, where it's like, this guy could single hand—not single handedly—but be like an icing on the cake for like a couple wins here and there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and also gives them like someone to guard point guards because that's kind of their huge problem right now. Is uh, every team in the West has a point guard as their dynamic duo, except for the Clippers, and <laughs> they have no one to defend that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Memphis is also
1: dumping a bunch of players, presumably. Uh, like Iggy, so could the Lakers go after Iggy?
0: I think this is might be on there, but I've also heard that Iggy could be going to the Clippers. Damn are you fucking kidding me? What should entire be entire team is getting all? all NBA, all NBA defense. You're starting five from the Clippers. Um, I've also heard that they're somehow getting rid of Chandler Parsons' contract. Somehow, wow, whoa, that's a rumor. That's a big deal. Um. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, so Iggy could be going to either LA team at this point.
1: Uh, where does Toronto go from here? Because you know we're out of the this whole Kawhi thing basically affected four teams, uh, both LA, Oklahoma City, obviously, and and Toronto. So what's what's the move for Toronto? Because now they're kind of back to where they were during the Kyle Lowry, Demar Derozan years, where they're just not good enough to actually win the title. It's basically their team. You know, definitely a playoff caliber team, especially in the East. But I don't think anybody would have them winning the East as of right now, which yeah. has kind of been their problem pre Kawhi. So,
0: I, I I'm not looking forward to watching any Toronto games for the foreseeable future, and I'm don't really care what happens to them personally. I'm more on the side of. Uh, they won their title, so they can't fucking complain. Yeah, for like they closed their years. book. Yeah, they closed their book. They got their most random title win ever, thanks to some key injuries. I don't know if it was
1: the most random title win.
0: I, you gotta admit, if Golden State doesn't injure two of their star players, that looks a lot different. Yeah,
1: but you still have Kawhi. That's like the thing. I, I, honestly, the Mavs. I think the Mavs title run was way more like shocking. That was just so random or even the first year pistons
0: in Either 04. either way, I I'm not uh I don't really feel bad for them. I expect a bunch of mid-season trades going on here. They'll probably try and run it with who they have. Maybe pick up one or two people here in free agency. See how they are, you know, trade deadline time if they're kind of in the pack, maybe they'll run it back if they're not start dishing away Mark Gasol, Kyle Lowry all those guys
1: okay so you think they kind of run it till like February and see where they're at
0: yeah because you gotta admit they have the best one of the few teams that still has a lot of cohesion still has a lot of tools under their tool belt I mean you know last year we were talking that they had a lot of depth and if they're you know if a guy like Siakam continues to make strides I mean he's a could be a you know max starter harrison barnes level starter so
1: i mean they basically become the clippers right just lack of a superstar but
0: like a decent supporting cast if you had a superstar and hey maybe that's a new kind of uh meta game going forward for teams is hey let's posture a team around that isn't just tanking it's a team that's a ton of good complimentary pieces that gel well together. And all it needs is a new captain for the ship. And you know, that one guy to come in and be like, Hey, I'll be the star. Everyone get on my back. We're going, uh, you know, like a James Harden or like a LeBron James or Kevin Durant or, you know, Kawhi Leonard, one of these guys that just, that just takes over and it makes everyone else's job so much easier. So, Maybe that's their their stance, you know. Maybe somebody gets upset somewhere and they end up going to Toronto, or they blow it all up at midseason. You know, I feel like a couple other teams might be in this position. Maybe like, um, maybe like Sacramento next year might be in this position where, hey, we've got a lot of good talents here and there, but we don't have a captain of the ship.
1: Why didn't anybody bite on Boogie? It's funny. Two years in a row now.
0: It feels really bad, right? Because uh, Boogie tears his Achilles, instantly loses like 200% of his contract value. Kevin Durant literally just teared his Achilles and got a max deal. Um, that feels really bad, right? <laughs> like if I was Golden State, I think I might have just re-signed him just because... We were one of the few teams that kept him out of technical foul issues, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's more than basketball for why he wasn't signed, right? This probably has more to do with his personality.
0: And I'm worried about that on the Lakers, right? Because he had a lot of technicals back when he was on that Pelicans team. Um, I don't know if LeBron's the personality to keep that in check like Draymond was.
1: Yeah, it's not exactly, uh, I mean... Rondo, JaVale McGee, Boogie. I mean, not exactly... Uh... Shacked
0: in a full team. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, that's what I'm saying. They basically returned like half their meme team. You, to ma- you might year. as well
0: sign Lance. Where the heck did he go?
1: Michael Beasley. Uh, I guess... So what happens when the Clippers versus the Lakers happens in the playoffs inevitably sometime over the next two, three years?
0: Well, I hope that it's like a 2-6 matchup or 2-7 matchup. And at the same time, the LA Kings are playing hockey in the NHL playoffs. So I get one of those crazy cool time lapses of them redoing the arena right after games like all week long, which is actually a really cool time lapse to watch. Um, I think if I had to pick right now Clippers versus Lakers and everyone's healthy... I think I'm gonna go clippers, but I don't know if i'm i don't know if i'm sixty forty on that or like eighty twenty like I feels like clippers have the edge, but I'm not sure by how much edge
1: in the regular season or edge in the playoffs
0: edge in just like a one off game,
1: yeah, I would say on paper that's how it feels, but then again i Don't know what to expect out of LeBron. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. (laughs) It's does he slow down? How does he even play point guard? Because that's basically what he's been anyway for the last couple of years, so
0: And LeBron has a way of figuring teams out in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and it's it's kinda funny that like the Clippers basically have two LeBron stoppers. But then who's gonna guard Anthony Davis?
0: Yes, that's, that's my second problem is that Anthony Davis matchup does not look good for Zubats or Harrell. I mean, the dude's got four inches on both of them, it feels like. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably more interested to see what the hell the Lakers look like. I'm probably more excited to watch them than I am the Clippers, even though I'd probably put more money on the Clippers to go farther.
1: And, you know, if this happens in the playoffs, you got to factor in playoff Rondo.
0: Yeah, the big deal. And we get playoff Boogie, which is also a big deal. So it's a, Is that...
1: I mean, the only uh, experience we have with Boogie in the playoffs is
0: last year. Hey, I mean, maybe Patrick Beverly will somehow manage to lock down LeBron James just like he did Kevin Durant and make him forget who he was.
1: <laughs> they actually don't need Patrick Beverly to do that, though. They have have him against avery bradley tcp Danny green even, actually Danny green would be kind of interesting to watch
0: i don't think that's a great matchup for the like it feels like very weird matchup for both teams right because you can say all right lebron's gonna guard either paul george or Kawhi, but then the other guy's gonna have free reign on kuzma which doesn't feel great because unless <laughs> kuzma really steps up which totally might happen but unless you
1: play like a really weird jumbled lineup and you go Anthony Davis moves down and you push Boogie and Kuzma up. I don't even know. You play like all three of them at the same time. I don't even, uh, I don't know. I just can't really play Boogie for defensive reasons. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe you put Kuzma out there at the five and Davis slides down to the fours or he guards the other guy being Paul George or Kawhi.
0: It'll be exciting uh, I guess, though. Uh, Frank
1: Vogel's got a lot to figure out. Well, now it's also interesting because you have Frank Vogel, right? So now you got this like Indiana Pacers uh he's got some Intel on Paul George.
0: I think it's also cool that you have Doc Rivers who has some Intel on Rondo. <laughs> so, okay, this is I think this is the first year where the Clippers and the Lakers are both very equally good or equally favored to go deep in the playoffs right because a lot of those Clippers years in 2015 and 16 you know the Lakers were last Kobe year or the year before the last Kobe year they were on the decline I mean yeah
1: I mean I would say that this is definitely the, the most high caliber both of them have been at the same time yeah I would say in 06 They were both pretty good, but obviously not on the same stage as what they are now. With having essentially four of the top ten guys in the league right now.
0: I mean, this is like an all-star. If you took, you know, meshed their four stars together, I mean, that's an all-star team right there. Like, no question, almost.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? I mean, I mean, this is like these are four of the best players this century.
0: (laughs) Yeah, easily, and and maybe this is the most. Parity in all of the California teams combined. Now that we're looking at a weakened Golden State, <laughs> and through
1: California-based parity. Yo, GG the Suns them because they're in the same division as all these California teams, so they got to play like all these guys like four times over, three times over. Hey,
0: yeah, this is Devin Booker's year right here. Calling it now. Oh
1: man, they're totally gonna get the number one pick again. Damn. you <laughs> fucking Cole Anthony out of the uh, where the fuck he's going.
0: So I think a uh, important thing to mention here. Now that we've, I'd say ninety nine percent of all the free agent moves are done. I mean, maybe you'll see like someone pick up Carmelo. I don't know where. Well,
1: there. I mean, there's the impending Westbrook trade, right? Right,
0: right, right. Uh, But that's not a. The ticker for that could happen mid season. You know, it doesn't have to happen right now. I mean, it probably will happen. uh, I think it's happening before the beginning of the season. It could. It's it's kind of. I mean, the latest
1: it would happen would be like when Kyrie got dealt to Boston, and it was just like a few weeks out.
0: I'm going to check Twitter right now just to make sure. Okay, it hasn't happened yet. Um, Is Did you notice that every big free agent signing happened to be in a town adjacent to Saltwater?
1: Are you just basically making the case that, like, Hoops has now gone coastal elitist? Is that...
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is this is the illusion I'm making here. Just like the Democratic voting base, it's all on the coastal elite cities, Brooklyn, New York. I
1: don't know if the Democratic base has ever not been, uh, <laughs> like coastal and elitist, unless you count like when the Democratic Party used to be the more conservative party with all the Southern like Dixiecrats and shit. But I
0: mean. <laughs> I mean you're talking Miami, you're talking Philly, you're talking New York, LA, LA, Portland, Seattle next year.
1: I mean, yeah, but
0: New Orleans.
1: You and I propose that Indiana, Utah could be a potential finals matchup, and that's clearly Heartland America in both ways.
0: Oh, dude, those are some Um, red states right there.
1: Yeah, but I think it also just is more about like Most of these guys are, I mean, if you think about like a guy like Anthony Davis, right? He's our age or probably a little bit older, but he's like essentially like 24, 25, 26 range, somewhere around there. Uh, Kawhi, PG, like Kevin Durant, all these guys are like only slightly older than us. And uh, I mean, where would you rather live? Miami or Salt Lake City?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I've never been to Miami. I know somebody that would like to live in Miami, but. uh... <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, if
1: you're under the age of 30 And nobody and... played for the
0: Knicks Nobody went to the Knicks out of all of these people
1: Well, I mean, I think that's because fucking James Dolan has been Sell the team Arguably the worst owner since fucking uh, Donald Sterling I, I don't even know where to put this <laughs> like, <laughs> Is there like a way that Adam Silver can conspire to like get rid of
0: James Dolan? You mean like the New Orleans trade from like 2008 when they lost their owner and then Chris Paul's trade got rejected by David Stern.
1: Yeah, can there be some kind of like thing where James Dolan has to you know forcibly sell the team in 2 years and then you know they end up getting Giannis or something.
0: I would just like to put my bid in now for uh Learn the Paint podcast to be the new co-owners of the New York Knicks. Uh, if anybody's listening, I will gladly take uh, that job. I think we're short by about $3.99 billion. <laughs>
1: I'm,
0: I'm just saying, if you're offering it, you know, I'll give you uh all the sponsorship money that we've accrued, and hopefully that'll make up the difference.
1: <laughs> Dude, I'm pretty sure our combined income is less than like the money those kids
0: on Stranger Things make. Like, per episode. <laughs> so... Speaking of uh, combined incomes, uh, right now, you know Westbrook pending. Obviously, there's a lot of questions in terms of kind of your 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 top four of your playoffs for honestly both sides of the bracket right now. The West seems wide open. The East is a little more concrete, but I mean, Philly, Boston. Milwaukee, I mean all the top teams have made moves pretty much.
1: Yeah, I would say the East has been how it's been for the last few years where it's it's top heavy. It's not necessarily we don't know who's gonna come out of it, but it is top heavy, I would I would I think is the best way of putting it.
0: Yeah, the bottom of the east seems real bad and the actual bottom of the west seems horrifyingly bad. Um the east in particular, I mean we're looking at bottom of the barrel teams like the Knicks and the Cavs, and probably even the Hornets at this rate. Um, you know, maybe we the get... The
1: Hawks are, like, trash. Like, they're not bad, but they're not trying to be good.
0: They, they're they optimistically trash. I mean, they aren't... They have a future, at least, looking forward. Um, the West... I mean, it seems like 10 teams again could make the playoffs, and only 8 of them actually are. And then your bottom-of-the-barrel Grizzlies... Memphis you know, looks, I looks pretty bleak there. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that even like the Pelicans who, after dealing out Anthony Davis still have a shot at making the playoffs and then Oklahoma city, who we thought might be able to put together a run have decided to go the opposite way. And basically like Memphis just dump everything they have. And you know, it's kind of weird that this was the year that they're going to go and try to be the number one, like get the number one pick when, you know, I haven't heard of anybody being, like, transcendent or anything, any, like, college kid.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, maybe you argue that, okay, that 2022-23 slash draft is the first high school, re, re you know, reinstating of the high school players draft, so that might be extra important. But it doesn't seem like any GM thinks that way. I mean, it seems like they're willing to deal those picks out left and right, which is... I don't know if it's surprising but I mean that is Bronny James and a lot of like the sons of players like Sharif O'Neal and uh I think like Scotty Pippen's kid or something like that so uh let's let's go let's pivot this way though so in the west right now you got to pick your top 4 teams maybe not in any order or you can put them in an order if you want to who who's your your home court advantage playoff teams in the west um, This is a hard one. I, I agree. This is really tough.
1: Well, it's very weird just because I want to say Golden State, but then it's like, is Clay even going to be back until like March or April? I mean, I can't really see that team making the top four if it's just Steph. Um, I'll say the Clippers. That's an obvious one. I'll say Houston. I think they're very motivated to do something, and I also think they'll
0: make a move. Um,
1: I like Utah. And... Uh, do I go Lakers or do I go Portland? Um,
0: There's one team you're forgetting here.
1: Oh, I'm not forgetting. I'm just...
0: choosing. <laughs> I mean, you can only pick four. Ah, oh,
1: man. I think I'm going to go Portland.
0: It's tough. I mean... I've been hearing all sorts of stuff like, oh, this is Portland's year. Oh, Denver's got the ultimate run it back. You know, they were the two seed. I don't trust Denver. Uh, They can win regular season games.
1: Yeah, but I I think it was really like that was like just kind of their one fluke here. and I think they're going to kind of regress to the norm a little bit.
0: Yeah, I I don't think it's remiss to mention, you know, one team that's basically made zero moves this entire offseason season. Uh, with the best coach in the league and now a consistent roster that was in the playoffs last year is the Spurs. I've got them dark horse in the playoffs this year. I mean, I know they don't have a dynamic duo. <laughs> Bro, what? <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> the problem is they are still dedicated to the mid-range.
0: Everyone Although else they is like DeJounte Murray back. So, so if I had to pick my top 4 in the West, I got to go not in any order, because ordering is too fucking hard right now. I gotta say, Clippers, Denver, Utah, and then I think I go Portland. Fuck! So we both left off the Lakers. I I don't <laughs> trust the Lakers for some reason. <laughs> I mean, do you trust a combination of Rondo, JaVale McGee, and and Boogie?
1: Well, I just really like the fact that Portland has been, like, a number three seed for, like, three years in a row now, or something like that. Like, uh, yeah, the Lakers' problem is just there's not enough shooting. It's it's like, how do they not fix the one problem they had from last year?
0: (laughs) I mean, it... Especially because there were guys like JJ and Reddick out there. Yeah. Like they they got stuck in the staring contest and lost, which is kinda of the worst spot to be in, honestly. Um, so let's pivot here. Let's let's go to the other half of the world. We got the East. You know, a lot of returning superstars here. Most importantly, Ola Depot coming back from some big injuries. Uh Kemba re you know, being the new face of Boston. Uh, what are your thoughts? Kind of your top four, no particular order for the East.
1: Milwaukee, Philly, Indy. Oh man, do I go Boston or Brooklyn? That's kind of
0: funny. All right, those teams feel very similar without Kevin Durant in the picture.
1: Uh, I'll say Boston because I think Brad Stevens is a better coach and with he might be a coach that can't coach superstar talent, but he can coach like above average talent and get them to rise above like be a sum greater than their parts, but maybe Kyrie's just too individualistic for him to work out how to play with them
0: I don't know So I, I'll,
1: I'll go with Boston
0: I gotta disagree with because I think Al Horford's too big of a loss. It seems like really big shoes to fill for that team I um... oh, man
1: I'm gonna like. I,
0: I said Philly. So yeah, that's true. So I think uh, maybe some sneaky picks for the East. You know, uh, a team that took a game off the Raptors and signed all their players back.
1: Yo, dude, they're they are cashing in on Terrence Ross right now.
0: Terrence Ross, Did they need Booch? a point
1: guard. Uh, if they really wanted to, they should they should deal out and try to get
0: Westbrook. Didn't they? Uh, didn't they sign a point guard? Did they? I thought they
1: were still on D.J. Augustine. Clock.
0: I thought they signed like uh, Michael Carter Williams or somebody.
1: They should go all in and just get Westbrook. You know Westbrook who
0: who could be coming back next year though for that team. Number Markel one pick, Fultz. Markel Fultz. I'm I'm saying is they they're uh, zagging while everyone's zigging. Like there's there's a chance that they could uh, be like a fifth or sixth seed, right? Markel Fultz
1: should be on the Spurs. That's where it should be.
0: So I think my picks for the East. I think it's Indiana, Milwaukee, Philly. I think those are kind of the locks, really, for everybody. That's
1: that's probably, you know, like how we just said. It's like it's very top heavy. That's clearly like your tier one. And then there's probably the next four teams, and then there's just whoever is unlucky enough to get the eight seed, but not end up in the lottery.
0: Right, and then I I kind of want to go with Kemba. I I feel like like you said Brad is is maybe better with some more humble egos some more a backcourt of Isaiah
1: Thomas and Avery Bradley went to the Eastern Conference finals
0: I mean yeah I mean that's a pretty good case right there <laughs>
1: that's fucking crazy
0: <laughs> I think we agree uh you know, Brooklyn's probably in it even without Kevin Durant. I think we agree that I think maybe whatever Miami and Orlando do, they're like seven, eight or six, seven somehow. Cause they have like, they both have a all-star, like they have a decent supporting cast. And I think after that gets really interesting because you kind of have like upstart Atlanta, you know, fuck, maybe even the bulls somehow manage to peel their asses together. Well, Detroit, I think,
1: is kind of there. Derrick Rose led
0: Detroit. Oh, yeah.
1: So it's kind of funny that you and I both left off Golden State and Toronto. So we just have no faith in the Steph Curry, D'Angelo, Russell backcourt until Clay comes back.
0: I just don't think they the won regular season games. I think they're. I think playoff wise, you know, assuming Clay comes back to eighty percent of himself. I think they're in a good position to like upset someone in that first round. Right. Just cause experience and play style and just fucking numbers game. Um, I, I kind of want to say Toronto's a little SOL though. Like I feel like they don't have a ton of, I don't want to say like shot makers, but you know, losing Danny green, losing Kawhi Leonard. I mean, that's just a lot of points you got to fill.
1: Yeah, the problem was what we saw in the first two rounds of the playoffs was Kawhi really carrying that team
0: almost single-handedly. Really, until they got their act together.
1: the conference finals, so...
0: I mean, very well, you
1: know. It was very well.
0: Let's let's flash back to that Philly shot. I mean, one more bounce and that ball doesn't go in, and, you know, this whole world could be different right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, unless FVV turns into... To fucking God, with Pascal Siakam or FVV and Pascal Siakamville pick and roll chemistry, I don't see Toronto really uh making the same kind of splash. You know, it very much feels like a one-hit wonder kind of title. I feel like a playoff um, team
0: though.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I mean in the East, yeah, definitely. I mean it's it's the fucking East. Um, so who wins the 2020 title? You got any
0: thoughts? I feel like, in my opinion, the favorites right now are, like, the Clippers, the Sixers, maybe, like, Milwaukee, maybe, if fuck, probably even the Lakers, too. Um, It's funny, I'm not saying Denver or Portland. I just don't, I like, I, they still don't feel like they have that championship DNA for some reason.
1: Portland just picked up Hassan Whiteside.
0: Oh, God, you're right. Sorry, so Portland's got to be in there now. Um, if I had to pick, uh, I kind of want to say Philly.
1: <laughs>
0: Philly or the Clippers. That's probably the two I'd pick both red, white, and blue team. Which
1: team, which team, if it won the 2020 title, would shock you the most? And this team has to have at least a reasonable chance of making the playoffs. So it's like, okay, they can make an eight seed and then, they just get on a crazy run for like two months.
0: Which team
1: would would most shock
0: you? The craziest finals would be Orlando versus Golden State without Klay Thompson. It'd be kind of crazy
1: if if the Pelicans won with Zion in their first year.
0: There's no way they're going
1: to get that far. With the the cast-offs from the Lakers team? There's no way. It'd be the fucking craziest thing.
0: If the Pelicans make it like second round of the playoffs I will eat my own ass on stream. (laughs) Like there's no way.
1: So uh halfway through the summer-ish So, what's the update on your movie? Uh
0: not looking good. Uh, Lost a lot of the uh, supporting material I had saved in another document. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, so that's not fun. Do
1: you not write this stuff in, like, Google Docs and shit?
0: Well, I, I, I do it at work, so I write it in a Word doc and I email it <sighs> to myself. Oh.
1: Wait, Word has autosave as well,
0: though. Uh, right, but they did, like, a big system update on all the work <laughs> computers and it just, like, deleted. Shit. It deleted a bunch of random shit, so, uh, rip some of that. Um,. I did watch Spider-Man though. Went went to go see Spider-Man last weekend.
1: I'm not a fan of the new guy. I'm not like a fan
0: her. of uh the British dude. I'm really not a fan of Zendaya. I think she's not Really? No, I don't like her at all. All right.
1: So, I saw the not the Spider-Man movie, but like the the last one, the 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 reboot one that they did. And uh I just thought it was bad because Spider-Man wasn't even one of the five best characters in that movie. Like Michael Keaton was clearly the best character. Then Iron Man, Zendaya, Aunt May, Childish Gambino. So I, so I just had zero interest in seeing this one, and also I haven't really seen any of the Avengers movies in the past like three years. So I'll say, kind of just like, eh.
0: There's a couple things this movie does really nice, um, and they
1: can't top Into the Spider Verse. That movie was amazing. Oh no, yeah, that, that movie's that really good. That was like the
0: third best Spider-Man movie. So. I'd say a couple good things about this movie is it does a good job. Ex- kind of going over what the heck happened to like the rest of the world while the, the snap and the rebuild happened. Um, you know, cause there's like a five year gap in between the Thanos snap and then the world coming back to normal. Um, wow. so, so it kind of connects some dots in terms of, well, all these people just magically reappeared and everyone they knew is five years older now. So it kind of, uh, you know, there's like 21 year olds in high school, which is weird. Um, I say it does a good job. I really like Nick Fury in this movie. He kind of, (laughs) I don't know what it is with like these last couple Marvel movies and Nick Fury being a main character. Like Captain Marvel. He's got to
1: replace like. They got to replace, like, Robert Downey Jr. type yeah. of, like, the the guy with the one-liners.
0: That's exactly what He's they did. He's got kind of
1: the, the brand name. His, uh... Stan Lee's also died, so maybe that factors in. It's like...
0: I, I mean, he was sort of this father figure to Spider-Man kind of. him and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character kind of shared this weird Iron Man role in current Spider-Man's life. Um
1: yeah, see, I don't like all this
0: stuff. It's... I'm not a fan of Jake Joan Hall as, like, a major casting. I kind of liked Marvel movies for picking lesser-known actors. What? What What are you, what are you talking about? Lesser-known actors? I mean, you think, like, you know, think of, like, your main Avengers, like, right?
1: Dude, they pick, like, fucking Josh Brolin for, like, Thanos, Benedict Cumberbatch, Glenn Close... Robert Redford, Kurt Russell, all these guys.
0: Okay, but like Chris Hemsworth wasn't really anybody before Avengers.
1: Okay. You
0: know, all of the major Avengers weren't anything before Avengers.
1: Uh, fucking what are you talking about? Robert Downey Jr was like a huge star before he went to cocaine in like the early 2000s.
0: Okay, okay. So he he made his comeback with Avengers. Scarlett
1: Johansson was like fairly well known.
0: Would you know who Tom Holland was if it wasn't for Spider-Man?
1: No, but that's because he's like a 15-year-old kid. Why would I know? I don't know random 15-year-old children, Matt.
0: Are you sure you could Drake. be the Catholic don't hang Church?
1: Drinking and hanging out with like the cast of Stranger Things.
0: So I I, I don't know. I was just I like I, he did a great job and everything, and they did a really good job with that person's character in the in the story, and like the special effects were of course fucking amazing as always. But
1: do they still have that Filipino kid? Yeah, he's they... like uh, Wade from Kim Possible. Yeah. Oh fuck that kid! I hate that kid.
0: Yeah, I hate him too. Um. I, I don't know. I really don't like Zendaya. Like, that just ruined it for me, honestly. Like, that's probably the worst part of the whole movie, in my opinion. And she's just, I mean, like,
1: overexposed, like, in, like, too much of the movie. Because the first movie was good in that she was only in it for, like, five minutes. Only had, like, four lines. I
0: I just don't know why you'd pick... Why she has a one-name celebrity name, even though she's not famous... Two, she has that, and she's not attractive. She's not
1: famous, dude. She's the youngest producer in Disney Channel history. She produced, like, her own show at the age of, like, 11.
0: Oh, uh, Okay, I didn't know that. Um, I don't know how much dick she sucked for that one. And, uh, two... <laughs> she was, like, fucking bloodhound. Whoa, whoa, these, this is Harvey Weinstein shit, dude. I, I dude, where off the wall.
1: Drake can't get to all these places at the same time.
0: Okay, so... She's not attractive. I don't, I don't like... I, I, like, she's she's just not attractive to me.
1: Whoa, hot take over here, Matt. <laughs> Forget fucking Paul George trades.
0: <laughs> I'm on a hot take, so... <laughs> she's just not attractive, and then three... I, I I didn't see the first Spider-Man, so maybe, like, I don't understand her character, but she just came off as, like, this weird edgy teen that, like...
1: Yeah, she's basically like an
0: alt chick. I, mean, I just don't get it because she doesn't look like an alt chick.
1: What do you mean? What's what's like? I mean, the whole definition of being an alt chick is that like you're kind
0: of like you're alt. <laughs> well, I mean, like there's there's like you know conventional beauty standards and all that kind of alt? stuff. Conventional <laughs> alt. It's like you can't you can't like. <laughs> Your front door can't be conventional, <laughs> and then your inside be alt, and then expect me to believe that you're an alt chick. It's just not true to yourself.
1: Isn't she just, like, the the quiet, weird, like, kid who's, like, a nerd but makes fun of nerds?
0: Doesn't they like just don't character? show that in this movie enough. Like, I, I, I didn't yeah. feel that was her character. It was, like, why is she just making these really randomly weird, like, kill yourself jokes, like, out of the middle <laughs> of nowhere? I'm, like, is this... Part of her, I guess, it's a part of her thing, and I'm gonna go with it. But I don't like it, kind of thing. So uh, that was bad. I think also the the actual ending to the movie is pretty solid. I think, um, and the well, I already said the villain was pretty solid. Um, but the post credit scenes, like, pretty fucking wild. Like, it's not like one of these shitty post credit scenes where it's like quick pan to thanos in space that you would only understand if you were a marvel nerd or it's like blatantly obvious what the fuck's gonna happen next and it's like holy shit uh so yeah you get if you get a second you can look at a post credit scene and they bring back Joni jameson which is cool from the from the uh toby Maguire spider-mans oh the same actor yeah
1: well, that just feels kind of weird. It's like if you're gonna reboot, you gotta reboot all the way.
0: I mean, it's obviously like a cameo, but for what happens in the post credits, it's like, oh, that, that that worked perfectly, kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's
1: my. Yeah, that's so my... I'm just not interested in like all this Disney shit anymore. Like all the Marvel, Star Wars
0: live oh, action remakes. Good point. A good point to make uh, is uh, I didn't feel like there was a. Social justice narrative being pushed with this movie. Like the last couple Marvel movies had at least quips of that in there, like Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame.
1: So that they got man in the title? Not much you can work around with that.
0: Yeah, but there wasn't like uh Bree Larson lines that were just like fuck all men, I'm gonna do it myself.
1: Oh, but that's not like a Marvel was intentionally trying to do that. That's just how brie Larson is as a person.
0: Yeah, no, no, I'm saying I, I I, enjoyed that there wasn't a ton of, you know, controversy and clickbait titles and stuff about Spider-Man. It's like, all right, this is like a Spider-Man summer flick, and that's it. Like, solid, go see it, whatever. Like, it was nice to not have every Marvel movie and Disney movie come out and be Twitter trending for a stupid controversial reason, you know?
1: Yeah, but that's because they could, like...
0: I mean, I get it. It's good marketing, with, like, but, yeah. All
1: the all the uh, remakes, right? So, like, uh, it was Like, that space of, like, outrage was basically taken up by the whole uh, uh, Little Mermaid uh, thing, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was about to say that. that. So, so apparently, so. everyone's upset that Little Mermaid's being casted by a black girl for the live remake, and actually, no one's upset by this, but every news outlet's reporting that everybody's upset by this, so it's pretty funny. Uh, as someone in I mean, these... I just
1: wait until, like, <laughs> fucking Milan
0: comes out or whatever. Hey, that actually looks pretty good, though. I don't know if you okay. saw in the trailer for it.
1: No, I don't give a shit about watching the same movie that I saw as a kid. That was probably done much better. Because oh, I'm not going to go see it. look weird when they're not animated.
0: I'm not going to see it. to have a
1: talking line. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look fun.
0: I agree. It just looks really creepy. It's like you'll see that in high school when you do like some fucking stupid book project or some shit. And when the teacher's like, oh, I don't want to teach today. Let's just watch Lion King. And you'll watch this shitty live-action Lion King instead of the original one.
1: Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's like with Spider-Man. Like part of the reason why I don't think this Spider-Man really works is because animated versions of it look so much better. Like Into the Spider-Verse looks so much better, even though it's animated, compared to like, oh yeah, uh, like this iteration of Spider-Man. I agree. Like the colors, the like the visuals are just so much more on point. I think the characters are a lot better. And that one actually does have really like social justice tie-in, right? Because it had a had a like half black half Latino kid.
0: Oh yeah, that's There's, right. Like, a female
1: Spider-Man yeah. or Spider-Woman
0: forgot about that um so yeah next movie next movies that are uh, upcoming on the docket anything you're looking forward to
1: uh tarantino's uh might go see Midsommar. That like fucking swedish horror film that everybody's been talking about
0: oh, you aren't gonna go see uh hobbs and shaw the uh oh fuck yeah but that's like in
1: august dude we still got we still got like a couple weeks yet yeah,
0: I'm actually. I um, want to go see that. I, I don't. I'm not usually a big fan of uh, Fast and Furious type movies because I'm just like, this is too fucking ridiculous. But I actually really want to go see Hobbs and Shaw. To fucking Marvel. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's like uh, Marvel. It's like okay, this guy's like an obviously a superhero, so don't like I can just throw it out. Say the window. that it's
1: more like realistic or some shit.
0: Dude, I'm excited.
1: In I've seen
0: trailers for that every time I go to the theater. I'm like, I want to see it more and more every time I see a trailer for it. Well yeah, he doesn't want to see
1: like the next version of like Skyfall basically. <laughs> yeah. Slash home like home alone at the end.
0: <laughs> so that would be great.
1: Uh do you think if Oklahoma, if uh the Clippers win the title, does this uh Paul George trade trump the Kawhi Leonard trade? From this past year? Where Toronto did the trade, won the title? If the Clippers do the have done the trade and if they win the title?
0: I think it'll be up there, but I don't think it will be the same magnitude because I think we now have a championship pedigree with Kawhi. We know he's like, you know, top five players on the globe right now. And we know it's his team as soon as he's going to it. I mean, there was... I mean, when this Toronto trade happened, I mean, there was a lot of question about it because, this was Kawhi's basically boycott year injury year you know we didn't know what to expect out of them. Uh we didn't really have a fucking clue what the fuck Toronto was going to do ended up getting Mark Gasol I mean that was a big fucking deal Nick Nurse new head coach I mean there's a lot more questions about that I feel like this there's not very many questions about it and people are kind of writing it off already It's his team. I don't think. I don't think there's any question. This is Kawhi's team rather than Paul George's team.
1: Which is weird because it seemed like Westbrook had basically ceded a lot of the
0: control
1: over to Paul George. Now Paul George is like ceding
0: control to Kawhi. We'll see how that dynamic works out on the court. Yep. Yep. All right. And with that, folks, that wraps up another fantastic edition of your Heart in the Paint podcast. Of course, you can always find us on SoundCloud as well as in the email or in the links in the description. We do always love your questions, comments, and concerns, feedback of any kind whatsoever.
1: Make sure to Control-S, your mailbag questions.
0: Yes, Control-S, as well as uh, Control-S to find Snapple, our sponsor for this episode, Heart in the Paint podcast. And we'll be back, hopefully, with some Russell Westbrook news, as well as uh, some summer league recap. and uh, Big three, WNBA. Big three, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. WNBA, Women's World Cup, uh, all sorts of fantastic sports news, Masters. um, And we'll catch you on the flip side.